This is Season 5, Episode 2 of The Breakthrough with Tyler Luke. Freckles was released on November 6, 2018 by Tyler Luke through Tour Guides Records. Can you now talk about the formation of Tour Guides Records and how it came to fruition? I, mean, I don't really know how it first started, but uh, I mean, I go to school, architecture school, and I have a lot of friends out there that are all artists and designers of their own, mm -hmm. and we all have different voices and whatever. And some make music, some design clothes, some do painting, some draw, whatever. So we all kind of created this collective of people that wanted to share their voice and be the tour guide of their own creation. Wow. So that's kind of the uh, the meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. And But a lot of people think that I'm just tour guide. Like, that's my rap name or whatever. But there's but, so many people apart. Nah, it's like... There's like 20 people or so. Like, really? Yeah, there's a good amount of people in it. And it's, there are people from all across the world, yeah, it's right? Like, yeah, it's like everywhere. But, I mean, it's nothing too serious right now. Like, we don't have like a, a roster or anything. Or like, we haven't put out anything collectively, but we're working on it, so... Yeah, as sure. long as you're yeah. working on it, like, there's always a future. So, like, people are going to know who Tour Guide is in yeah. the future. I like Hopefully. That. Oh, they will, man, definitely. So what was your favorite piece from your first collection of shirts? It's hard to choose. It's like choosing your favorite child. Like, each yeah. one represented, like, a specific moment in time. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever movie I was watching or whatever music I was listening to, that was kind of what I was inspired by. Just, like, making that into a visual piece and giving it to someone else. So they they have like my voice in their life, mm -hmm. and it might have impacted them in some way, maybe not. But I got a lot of nice feedback from the people that liked it. So, I mean, that probably didn't really answer the question. I don't really have a favorite piece at all. I kind of like the whole collection. As How many were there? There was like thirty, I think. But yeah, they were shipped all over the world. Like some people in Israel. And they were all handmade. Just yeah. Just like I mean, the process was getting like thrifted pieces mm -hmm. and then painting over them. So it's kind of like okay. something already has a history and then adding on to that history. So that was kind of cool. It's like two two different types of histories. You got the one where you don't know. It's a, it's a mystery. The history yeah. is mystery. And then you got the one that you painted where you know the truth and what yeah, happened. Exactly. I like that. It's kind of like sampling. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like in art. That's a good twist. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So how did your paintings inspire you to make freckles? Honestly, Freckles was the uh, the story that I couldn't really convey in paintings. It was kind of that more personal, like, up-close feeling that people might just, like, not get from looking at a painting. Like, I wanted to add kind of a soundtrack to the paintings. Represent what it has been going through your mind when yeah, you're exactly. painting all this. It's time. all been, like, it was all throughout the process of a year, because I started painting in January. and Which is crazy. <laughs> and I just wanted to document that, add a little bit more of a dynamic to it, create, like, my... Uh, my voice not just interpretation anymore it was actually people being able to hear your voice and like exactly. know what you were saying when yeah. they were interpreting it huh so when you painted hannah in red did you previously have freckles planned out um yeah i had the album done at that point i've had the album done since september but it took me a while to like master it and finish it up but originally the album cover was a stolen photo that i took off instagram so like i was just like I can't do that. I can't be putting this on like Apple Music. I'll get sued. Mm -hmm. And so then there's this girl, Hannah, that has like freckles, and I felt that she represented the album well, so I painted her. And that's just. Is there any history with Hannah? Or no. <laughs> it's just. It's just the. It's pure aesthetic. Like, mm -hmm. she just had that look. So. The look of the person that was being painted throughout the entire story. Yeah. 
now we want to go into like basically a deep dive into each song that you created and basically the creative process of writing each. So let's start off with Zoloft and before you talk about that, why did you choose to make Zoloft the intro to Freckles? I wanted to kind of like set the pace. Um, it's a very upbeat song mm -hmm. and like it's kind of like a dance hall type rhythm, I guess. Um, and I kind of wanted to grab people's attention in because everyone likes that type of music more, but I wanted to add like a different layer to it because it's actually like probably one of the saddest songs on the album. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to like show that dichotomy, like juxtapose both the emotions of being sad and being happy at the same time, mm -hmm. which is a kind of like a theme throughout the project. Yeah, it's like a motif. Yeah, exactly. It's a motif of the project. So um, that's it was just kind of to set the pace of the whole project, kind of like be that like main action scene and then it dives back into more of a back catalog of memories. So what were you thinking when you were creating Zoloft? What, where were you and what was the mindset? I mean, honestly, I recorded the whole album in one day. Yeah, it was kind of just one sitting, but um, I mean, I had the beats, the beats that I made where I, I made all the beats, but I made them all when I was just waiting for paint to dry. Mm -hmm. Like whenever I was, a, <clears throat> I was painting a lot over the summer, so I had a lot of free time whenever like layers would have to dry. So I just picked yeah. up doing beats and stuff like that, which I've been doing for a while, but Get started, doing it, yeah, started it. doing it more seriously, but I didn't really have any goal in mind. And then one day I just had all these beats and I was just like, I might as well add a different layer to it. Might as well write stuff to it. And then it kind of just, unfolded into like just one jam session with myself and I recorded all the songs. That's so and sweet. Yeah. So yeah. that was it's almost that. like the it's almost like the paintings themselves. Like you have one layer you're waiting for it to dry, like just how like the beat is the layer. Yeah. And then you come up with the words to add to the different next layer. layer. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It is art. That's yeah. the thing. I just wanted to get that story out. Yeah. What what about Saint Catherine? Is it it's Saint, right? Yeah, there. Saint Catherine. It's um that was a street in Montreal that I was uh, hanging out with my friend Zach from uh, Sydney's Armor. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we went to Montreal. And it's just like a party street, so it's like hectic and everything. So I wanted to add that. The background music is actually recorded from Florence. Like, um, it was just a street band that we recorded um, walking by. Mm -hmm. So uh, recorded on your phone or something? Yeah, just on our phone. Um, and then I wanted to like take that party vibe of Zoloft. Mm -hmm. And then, like, add some spoken word as, like, kind of a transition between, like, I'm not not really too sure. Like, it was a, it's just another pacemaker, like, a nice interlude mm -hmm. before, like, really diving into the real story. Into like, what's going to happen. Yeah, and that was, exactly. do you think Rapallo was the first, like... Yeah, Rapallo was, like, the first introduction of, like... So the whole concept behind the idea of freckles is, like, of course, like, freckles on people's faces. But it was, like, freckles are just that spots of... Uh, sunlight on your face that get more tan than others i guess like mm -hmm. a pigment issue i guess but i also took it as like a just like um memories of my mind that get the most exposure that like are coming oh. out so like that's kind of the idea every single song is a different memory mm -hmm. and a different like emotion or whatever that like forms my character and each one is a different freckle and yeah everyone you go back like, to are darker yeah it's like the whole it's a greater whole of the album and then each song is like the freckles of the album so hmm. yeah like the whole project is your face and then each song is a freckle on your face yeah huh i like that even though i don't have any freckles but hey 
I represent. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I yeah. was so happy when I saw that. I was like, Freckle Gang, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so going into Blue Hour, what emotions were rushing through your head when you recorded Blue Hour? Blue Hour, that's probably my favorite one on the project. But I wanted to capture that like really intimate. Same. Yeah, I just wanted to capture that intimate moment of like laying in bed with the person that you care about, and that's kind of also like leads to the freckles idea because I the girl that it's sung about I didn't really recognize that she had freckles until I saw her up close and uh, so it's like that I wanted to like sing closer to the mic and like not use any effects and stuff and uh, it's kind of just that more that, raw yeah more raw and it's like that intimate moment of like being up close one like one by one and like yeah. would you say that's like one of the climaxes in the project yeah i would say so my favorite part of the project is the second verse on blue hour the like rapping part but um if you like look at the lyrics i'm painting the girl like with the words so i was trying to like sculpt that vision through like using words instead of just visual icons yeah which i was used to with painting but yeah that's interesting, yeah, because like a, a painter definitely has a different mindset going into making music than someone that just like makes music or you know doesn't have any background prior to just rapping or something. Because you you're already painting a picture, in, yeah. like not in your head but out on a page. So now you you got a canvas that's just art. Like yeah, I want to really dive into the layers of the people that I paint. So that's why it's very dynamic in that way. I think that helps with production too. Like exactly, yeah. Because it all kind of comes together in like a giant mess of freckles, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. What about a year ago? What is different from life that was a year ago compared to now? So a year ago was also pretty personal. That was another pretty raw moment where it was like screaming out, like not even on key and shit. It's like it's a mess of a song, but like that's kind of how I was feeling when I made that. Like I was just, I just wanted to like scream out like the. uh, like the whole like concept of the album, I just wanted it to be like a, I don't I don't know how to really describe it, it but um, yeah, I wanted it to be very personal and intimate and kind of daring in a way of mm-hmm. putting that song on this project because like originally I didn't want to because it was very uh, kind of hard to do I guess, mm-hmm. but then um, my friends were just like yeah you got to put it on it's like part of the project like so that kind of it embodies the project yeah but like. The whole idea between a year ago was like looking at how I've grown, like mm-hmm. being a different person each year or even each minute. Like I wasn't even painting last year, mm-hmm. but like at this Look time. at you now. But then I started painting. So like I was just kind of breaking down experiences into like time. Mm-hmm. And that was just a song that shows it. It shows that you're ever evolving and that yeah. a year ago from today is going to be different from a it, year ago. Yes. Like last yeah. year. But it also shows like a year ago I was with that girl and then now I don't have her. So like, it's like, it's a, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird like conundrum mm-hmm. that like not having her in my life led to all these things, but like, I'm still caught It's up a on jumbled that. mess. Yeah. And that's it's just, just it, you trying to explain it. Yeah. There's no really solution, but like, I mean, that's just how it goes. That's life. Yeah. Huh. What about Marianne Silver? You had Jake the Rumor featured on this. Yeah. What chose Jeez. you, like what made you choose Jake the Rumor to be your only feature? I mean, I loved Bombay Tropic and Bombay Tropic too. Yeah. It kind of, like, he used Summer in a similar way that I used Summer on the project. So mm-hmm. I figured that he was the most fitting person, like, using Summer as, like, a summer fling or, like, as, like, leading into, like, colder times or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 
And you guys got a connection too. Yeah, I, like she's is like he's a great artist. Like he, he was the only voice that I could really picture over the beats. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't trying to be anyone but himself. So he like, glided over it. Yeah, exactly. Like I sent him the beat, he sent me the verse the next day, and I was just like, all right, yeah, this is on the project. Yeah. It was before I even wrote my part. <laughs> like, that probably inspired you to write yeah, your part then. Exactly. It was like a, it was a nice like serendipitous moment. So who is Marianne Silver? She is a character from the movie Requiem of a Dream, who hmm. is a, uh, it's about like a bunch of drug addicts, but she wasn't a drug addict. She was just craving the love of someone else. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of using um, that analogy of love and love drugs. Love is a drug. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh like the chorus is once the needle goes in, it never comes out, which is a quote from one of my favorite directors, uh, Larry Clark. He's the one that made uh, Kids. And oh, I love Kids. Yeah. Uh, he, he directed that and a bunch of other movies. And he was a huge drug addict back in the day. Mm-hmm. And his first book was just like exposing the drug habits in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he was like photographing people shooting up like methamphetamines and stuff. And the introduction to the book like where people write like dear so-and-so or whatever he just wrote once the needle goes in it never comes out so that's kind of what I, that was like chilling when i heard him say that and yeah. i was just like that's gonna be a hook and and like yeah so that that whole song is about like it's very uh it's reckless mm-hmm. like i i pulled so many like different flows and so many weird registers of my voice and like it was mm-hmm. uncomfortable it's like uncomfortable to listen to uncomfortable to make but i feel like that captured the moment yeah that like that uh, desperation and whatever yeah. yeah huh what about pietra serena tell me if i'm messing up oh nah, yeah you names. got it pietra serena um so i lived in italy from august of last year till december and was it like a semester abroad yeah okay and studying architecture and art and um pietra serena is the the sidewalk material mm-hmm. in florence and some of the building materials so it's kind of like talking about like walking aimlessly throughout the streets like trying to find your way down the yellow brick road exactly just trying to see what's around the next corner Mm -hmm. whatever turn the next block yeah and it was just going you just that's interesting it's called pietra serena that's what the the streets are made out of yeah that's like it's like a cobblestone type material sandstone i'm actually gonna look that up right now yeah they use it in a lot of the buildings out there. So, like, took my architectural roots. Yeah, music. <laughs> finally, say, oh, okay. It looks like this, Sean. Nothing yeah. like. Oh, okay, I understand. I thought it was going to be like, because they use that still in, like, they still use that, like, other places too. Yeah. So I expected to be something like, no, nah, it's, like, it's only, not. Only there. But that's, like, where it started. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah exactly. Time, so, yeah. it has its roots there. That's cool. It's definitely nice, uh, like, analogy. Yeah. Yeah like that yeah it's like cold stagnant like mm. that's kind of how the song is yeah and all the like different samples i used on that were just recorded off the street like opera singers singing and mm-hmm. like people playing saxophone on the streets in florence oh so as you're walking down this as we were walking we would always have our phones recording because there was always like different sounds and like i love that yeah people would be uh people would be like jamming out with a live band like in the middle of the street because like the streets are so narrow they can block them off for like uh, <laughs> From traffic and stuff, it, it was it was definitely a great experience. That's why I wanted the album to be like like walking through the streets through all these different nodes of mm-hmm. my life. Yeah, you're just kind of like walking through your memories. Yeah, strolling down memory lane. Memory lane. Wow. Yeah, it was heavily inspired by uh, 
Have you ever watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? I don't think so. I haven't it's, seen that either. It's like an old Jim Carrey movie. It's really good. Oh, really? It's about him uh, wanting to erase the memories of like a past lover, mm-hmm. but like, to erase them, they had to bring him through all of them and then delete her from every single one, and then he realized midway through he didn't want that. So he was like trying to grasp onto her and stuff like that. That's That was like the main uh, inspiration of the album. That's deep. Yeah, yeah. it's a pretty I feel heavy... Like the whole album's pretty like symbolic. Pretty yeah, it's yeah. definitely symbolic, yeah. I'm gonna have to watch. What's that movie called again? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And that was prior to him doing like, was it like '90s? Oh yeah, Carrie? it's old. I think it's like, yeah, I think it was in the '90s. Not too sure. We have to watch that sometime. Yeah. I think it's on Netflix. I like his serious roles. They're very yeah. good. Yeah, like the Truman Show. Yeah, that's a great movie. I want to watch. Doesn't he have? A, is he has it a new called show. Happy or something? Yeah. No. It, it's something like that. I don't remember what it's called either. But I've seen like the trailer, and it's real. It's real intense. It seems like. <laughs> Jim Carrey's the man. People sleep on Jim Carrey. But I bet as a painter, you must love him. Yeah. Yeah. I like how he's really come out of the box. I mean, he's probably like always been out of the box, but I like kidding. how in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, kidding. That's what it is. But I like how now he's kind of like in the spotlight and also like just like expressing his views and yeah, especially someone that's so like you know what I mean. Like his voice is powerful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he keeps it real too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he does. He if he doesn't believe in something, he's not gonna say exactly. like. Yeah, I like that. Okay, and then to finish it off, Packer Building. How did you make uh, Packer Building the perfect ending to Freckles? I, I just wanted it to be that moment of reality. Like, sitting back and looking at the album and, like, just being like, oh, shit, like, where do I go from here? Like, mm-hmm. I have all these memories. Like, what's next? Like, it was... The Packer Building is, like, where I first started going to, like, therapy and, like, talking with someone. So I just wanted to make that song, like, a... A stream of consciousness mm-hmm. just like there's no hook it's just like one looping beat I you're your wanted, own therapist yeah i just wanted to let it out just talk mm-hmm. and then that's it like then you close off that yeah album. that's it that's the whole album where do you see yourself in one year in grad school i don't know where i'm going though but um i don't know i don't, I don't really think that deeply into the future i kind of just like how deep i look into the future i think is like a week at a time like that's crazy i don't know like i you just not too sure go with the flow that, yeah. you don't even worry yeah i that's mean i feel like if you plan more you just get let down if you if it doesn't happen so like why plan as much like of course you gotta have plans but like not as in-depth as it like you it has to be mm-hmm. yeah that, that answers five years and ten years yeah <laughs> yeah so is there anybody else you'd like to shout out before we end today's interview um well shout out everyone at tour guide Mac, uh, Tyler, shouts out. She's, of course, because for laying down that verse. Um, Sean, we have some music coming out. Um, doing some other features, but I don't know if I could say it. Um, confidential. Confidential. Of course, you guys. Thank you. Breakthrough. Mm. Um, Palm Green Records. Ah, shit. Joaquin Lopez Watson. Hey. <laughs> Uh, homie yeah mike little dapper 